that. What? There we go. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Stuttering our way through this today, Junior. Um, welcome back. Continuing our uh, near, near, nearly ending, nearly wrapping it up. Our march through my Criterion collection. I'm Jim. He is Clarkson. We're the longest running motherfuckers doing this. We're the film thugs. Barbaric. And we're here to take care of business. Oh, man. So we have uh, to bring you up to speed. Uh, this week we are looking at the in-laws. Uh, was so our next project, so you know, is going through the James Bond movies. We're going to go through all the James Bond movies. This week is the in-laws. Next week is the uh, Chimes at Midnight. Week after that, Blood, Sim- Blood Simple, followed by Pan's Labyrinth, and barring any other uh, purchases, uh, the week after that we will be starting over from scratch. Because fuck you, Owen. You should have named your kid after us. That's right. Fuck you. Another. We're doing the whole thing over from scratch. The same movies, the same show. Fuck you. How about that? How you like that, huh? Hear me. How's that sound? (laughs) Should have named your kid after us. Would it have been hard? No. No, it wouldn't have. It's not too late. Now now we're here. No, now it is too late. (laughs) Now it is too fucking late. It's too too goddamn late, and now this is happening. So, wax on that, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Now, after that, we're going to be doing, uh, and I believe we decided on the ping pong. Ping pong. Ping pong. Bing, bing, bong. Yes. We decided on that version of it where Dr. No, Spectre, yeah. From Wesher with Love, Skyfall. We'll do, we're, gonna, we're just going to bounce back and forth till we end right in the middle on some Roger Moore nonsense. Yes. Some blousy, karate chop, inch from the back of their neck nonsense. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. It'll be fun. So. It'll be fun. That's coming up. You'll enjoy it. You will love it so much. Uh, that is Owen over at Wax on Wax Lyrical yes. and uh, Bad Movie Sunday. Check that shit out because it's good. They're awesome. Uh, also, check out um, Get in the Van podcast with yes. Norm. He's good. Stinking Paws. Stinking uh, Paws, Rogue yeah. Riffers. Uh-huh. Check them out. The people who love us, we, we, lo- we love them right back. We love them back. We love them back so much. So very much. So, um, even uh, oh, oh, Hunter Deucing over at the Midnight. Oh, yeah, Midnight Movie Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, goddamn, it's been Fevs. Yeah, Fevs. Forever. We have lost track of so many questions. Ask the film thugs. He's still curating questions. Oh, shit. No, No, we haven't even. We have not even curated the uh, ask the film thugs thug questions at gmail.com. That's something we won't even hear the questions until we're reading them on the show. Fuck, I don't even know. Those are going to be really old questions. Do you think Trump will win? Yeah. What are your opinion on this? (laughs) Um, Discuss. Yeah. I've been, uh, though, with uh, Get in the Van, I've just been sort of randomly sending them stories Mm -hmm. from from my uh, experiences. And one that I've mentioned on this show before. But uh, I, I discussed with them. But so there was a woman I dated in college who was um, really good at the intercoursing, like um, outstanding, uh, which is why I stayed with her far longer than I should have. Sure. Well, that happens. Uh, but there was this story she had of an ex of hers where um, they've been going out long enough that she introduced him to, to parents, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are in town from, we'll say, Corpus. And um, they, uh, they're hanging out at the apartment before going out to eat. Uh, dad goes to the bathroom, comes back, and is suddenly just very cold, very just standoffish. Rest of the meal, everything goes. It's, it's just odd. Then they leave. She goes to the bathroom and comes out and says, uh, when you flush the toilet, it backed up every condom you've ever flushed. So in, as I worded on my letter to them, 
instead of having delicious potato skins or fried cheese steaks, his appetizer was a bowl full of undeniable proof that his little girl loves to fuck. <laughs> so here's the question I pose to them. For whom is the next conversation more awkward? Dad or the daughter? I excuse the boyfriend 100% from this because as he did, he could just fucking bail. Right. That's true. So for whom is this a more difficult I, uh, situation? I dated a girl for a while, uh-huh. and uh, I met her mother Yeah, in that girl's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had spent the night at her place, uh-huh. and we knew that mom was coming that morning, but mm-hmm. we just slept late, whatever. And she got a phone call, oh, mom's coming. So I'm just like, oh, boop, jumping up. Putting on clothes. Mm-hmm. Mom comes and walks into the room, opens the door. I am putting on my pants. <laughs> a foot from her daughter's bed. Oh. And she says, there's a man in here. It's the first thing I heard her mother say to me. There's a man in here. <laughs> I then zip my jeans and shake her hand without a shirt on. Oh. <laughs> that was awkward. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Then I had to go on a full-on charm offensive. Yeah. After I got my clothes on. Mhm. Uh and met the father who was coming in later that day to have dinner with us. And I thought for sure she would sell me out to death. Yeah. She didn't. Well, that's very nice. Of her. That's very nice. That's fucking fantastic. Um, it was exciting considering the uh, the path <clears throat> their daughter and I took. But whatever. I um, thought that was nice. I, it was like when I met uh, Erica's sister for the first time. Mm. She was living in College Station, working at that uh, Black Eyed Pea restaurant there. I see. I uh, I come into town. I'm going to meet the sister. I'm staying with her. All that, and um, in with my baggage. There was a one of those fossil fossil watch metal tins. Yeah, and her sister's boyfriend picks it up. He's like, "Oh yeah, wow!" Huh? Opens it. <laughs> I know Just what's happening. Full of condoms. <laughs> he goes, "Uh," close it and puts it down. I'm like, <laughs> "You knew this was happening." Barbaric. It was like when uh, her brother asked me if I'd played the dead alive dead or alive beach volleyball game, and I was like. I'm too busy having sex with your sister to masturbate to video games, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> so awkward. Well, why don't you put up the home screen? Let me see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Just pull it in here. Show me. Yeah, show it. Show it to me. Show it do something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you little moisture in here. Eh? Oh, my God. That shit is hilarious, which is actually perfect. These are the greatest sides for us to have while discussing Criterion Spine number 823, The In-Laws. That's it. Because (laughs) in general, dealing with a significant other's family really early on in the relationship is odd. Especially when you're young, college age, because let's be honest, um, a lot of the people that you date in college are is just who you're fucking now. Yeah. And when it reaches that point of, oh, I'm, I'm going to meet a parent, 
suddenly it's oh so we're not just oh my oh this is no longer cash yeah this is simmy and non-cash how weird is it the first time you meet the parents of somebody you are actively having sex actively with. having sex with yes yeah it's weird um the oddest though was um one woman i was dating when i went back to college because the there was like a 10 year age difference mm. there she was <laughs> she was she was 19 i was 29 <laughs> hi this is my boyfriend jim <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like something that one of the women I work with said, like, parents have to realize, you know, you've got a, a your daughter's dating someone in high school. If they've been going out for, you know, two years. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If your 17-year-old daughter's dating yeah. the 19-year-old guy, yeah, yeah, they've been going out that long. Yeah. <laughs> and with that one, just odd, like, hi, how you doing? Oh, this is your mom, huh? Weird when she came down, like that. The her apartment was like, uh, um, power was out when her mom came down once. It was like, right. well, you guys can just come up and stay at my place. Yeah, and I'm like, I know this girl enough to know that mom will sleep on the couch and, uh, <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness. And I've always ignored. Well, not ignored, but oh I, just the propriety of. Hey. I've tried everything. The embassy, the German government, consulate. I even talked to the UN ambassador. It's no use. I just can't bring my wife to orgasm. <laughs> um, and that is that is so odd. Like, and then what, what's weird is uh, it's something Dana Gould did in one of his acts mm. about meeting his college girlfriend's parents. Like, we went home for. Yeah, you know, I went to her place for Thanksgiving, and we're sitting there eating, and uh, they're like, "Well, of course you'll be staying in this guest room." And my girlfriend decides, "I can't, I can't. It's not like at college we aren't having sex every night." Oh, and the dad just, <laughs> "Would you like another pork chop?" <laughs> like uh, sinking your teeth into my daughter's hat, like, yeah. oh, this fucking, yeah, it's, it's 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 never it's never good. But what I will say was the one time that I went up for, for one girlfriend. Mm. And, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, stay at her parents' house. We did it a lot. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. That's all I can say. I got set up in a guest room. Uh, but uh, parents had to go to work. Oops. Yeah, that's... It's one of those things, like, it's it's kind of like when you... What did you think we were going to do? Yeah. It's like when you we come... We 21. <laughs> When you come back home from college to you know, from college for a break and your parents, oh yeah, I'm gonna go meet some people. We'll be home by midnight. What? Kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. In that glorious time when you are actually older and mm-hmm. gainfully employed, all on your own. Yeah. And uh, going out, and they're like, "Have fun." Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> That's like, it. I've been at college. See at dawn or not? Yeah. Whatever. Like when I when I came back, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to go see a friend of mine." Oh, cool. Well, when are you coming back? I, I, I yes, I, I, <laughs> I will be I returning will. home. Yeah, it's an odd thing. It's a very very odd situation to find yourself in. Yet it's um, more fun when the parents are home at that age. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Come on, come on, come on. 
Mm-hmm. It's like uh, wanting to sneak down and open your Christmas presents early. Yeah. You know, it's, hey. Come down the hall. Come on. You usually go mm-hmm. out somewhere with friends. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Nice beaver. <laughs> hey. Come on. Come on. Come on. <sighs> er, yeah. <laughs> er. You like movies about gladiators? Be so hot in there. <laughs> But yes, oh. it's a uh, it's it's hard to know how to deal with them. It really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> there's so many fucking great stories about that stuff. Just because, especially like as the guy, imagine, it's and so especially cool. with that age difference, meeting the parents for the first time. Yeah, and no, just I can imagine them knowing. Yeah, oh yeah. like yeah. shaking it's him a, like it's a stone fact. Hi, hi. It's very, very nice to meet you. Thank you. No, Dad, I do so remember much. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember, sure, I remember that. Yeah. I'm old enough to remember that. <laughs> Happy days. Fuck yeah, I remember that. Oh, shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. I remember watching the, ser- the series finale of MASH. <laughs> You're a white guy. You love MASH. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's, it's awkward. It, it's real, so it awkward. genuinely is. I still, I, and what's weird is like, I did the ultimate cash dating through college. Mm. I was that, you know, two-week relationship guy in right. college. So meeting parents was... Yeah, it was pretty I, rare. I I am genuinely pouring over it in my head, and I think the first parents I might have met were Erica's. That is wholly fucking possible that those were the first that I met. Well, I met my wife's parents when we were... 15? 15. Yeah. And saw him again when I was older. Yeah. Um, but the, the Dark Lord himself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but didn't. Uh... <laughs> oh, I have no room to talk because Nicole's like, yeah, I've got some of your old poems. No, you fucking no, you do fucking not. Don't. You do not. <laughs> yeah, he always has that. Yeah, you ain't got shit. I don't know who wrote that. Uh, no, I only met one other uh, brace of parents. Yeah. After that, the rest of it were just randos. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I danced up to the edge of a couple. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I had a three, four month. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. One. Now I didn't know that. I kind of knew the dad, sort uh-huh. of. Yeah. Not really. Not enough to be like friends because that'd been weird. Right. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, so I met, uh, actually, I met two parents, two groups of parents, or at least moms. Right. Uh, after after Erica. But those were both ones that I knew. This is not. Yeah. Not I was helping nice. one girl move. Yeah. You kind of uh, don't even give a shit at that point. Yeah. When you in your head know, it's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. You're like, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? High five. Hey. Ha <laughs> ha. Does uh, your old lady like fucking like your daughter? <laughs> because let me tell you. Woo. Hey, this girl. She ain't got a problem with it. That's all I'm saying. See a brother to get that booty act. Lay it down and smack him, yak him. Come on, Dr. B. Shit. Shit. Exactly. It's odd, is what I'm saying. It's odd. It's just what makes the in laws so beautiful because the kids are barely there. Oh, yeah. They are. And oblivious. Yeah, completely oblivious. We got Peter Falk and Alan Arkin who. Movie stars somehow. Yeah, the seventies was a, a wildly, wildly different world. This was seventy nine. Elliot yeah. Gould would be a sex symbol. Yeah, Elliot Gould. Gould. Yes, 
Uh, Elliot Gould. <laughs> it's true. Arkin is one of those guys that you look at, and you're like, he was never a sex symbol, but that motherfucker was in maybe everything he might have been. I don't know. The 70s were weird. Tiger Beat. Alan Arkin. Hey. I like this type of calculator. <laughs> it's very reliable. Possibly. But Arkin was one of those motherfuckers in everything. Yeah. He is, I still hold up, my my favorite non-Iago villain mm-hmm. in Wait Until Dark. Sure. He is so goddamn good in that. But he does the sort of frustrated put-upon. Very well. Honestly, if I had to put money on his best performance, much as I love Wait Until Dark, so I married an axe murderer. It's pretty good. The chief. <laughs> I'll bust your spaghetti bending ass back to Italy. That was good. That was it. Wasn't too much. With the, I felt like I might have gone. No, no, it was good. That was yeah. really good. You know the part on the bottom of the helicopter. I know that part. I know that part. <laughs> so fucking great. Um, but yeah, he's brilliant. And Falk, you nailed it. There is an effortlessness to Peter Falk that is fucking beautiful. Many, uh, uh, not many have that. No, uh-uh. no. But he's one of them. Yeah, that. And what's weird is they both do the effortless, but they're totally different effects, energies. Yeah, yeah. Arkin does the effortless ball of nerves, and Falk does the effortless. <sighs> yeah, the effortless kind of straight man to Falk's. Yeah, clowny weirdness. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly charming but insane right. ball of chaos. His Marx Brothers rolled into one. Yeah. As you were saying, the only person who could pull off Columbo's... Uh, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just odd to me. Like, nobody... Because no. for those who aren't familiar with the show Columbo, the way that Detective Columbo interrogated was goddamn inspired. Sure. Because he'd ramble off a bunch of questions to the person and be like, all right, well, I knew there was nothing to it. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, oh, one more thing. And then ask the one question he came there to ask. Ask the crux of all of it. Right. And do it in such a way that it throws the person off. It's disarming a set of questions then followed by a kill shot question. Uh But the kill shot question is delivered in the most, huh? Well, you know, I just sort of thought of something here. Right. And see how they react. It's goddamn brilliant. Falk pulls that off, you know, with an effortless ease, just uh, in a way that only he can do. Because the guy's a fucking genius. And that's the brilliance of casting. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I need something that has, somebody has this sort of energy that yeah. can do this. Yes. Okay. Uh, we well, help you. Him. Yeah. Uh, a contemporary comparison would be Ian McShane. Yes. Yeah. I need somebody who can just do this as if it's second nature. Uh-huh. Uh, Ian McShane. Yeah. And I was thinking, no, you, you, you need, need Ian, Ian McShane. McShane. Yeah. That's who you need. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Peter O'Toole before him. Yeah. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but even Peter O'Toole would be, its he's so much more kind of regal. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yes. There is a... Even though it's just as effortless, it's, it seems I, so more... I feel good enough. I might only need Ooh. one or two takes tonight. What do you mean? Yeah, normally I need I need four or five. I think I'll, yeah. I think I'll be good on the second or third take. Ian McKellen. Mm. Oh, McKellen, one, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Uh, Ian McShane. They're, mm. These are the kind of people that Yeah, just, the Brits definitely have it down. Eh. Yeah. But Peter Falk, 
was one of those. Yeah. For sure. But it's such a very specific type of energy yeah, to Peter absolutely. Falk. This is one of those where you couldn't switch the casting. Right. It just it just wouldn't work. It just Kazali had the same thing. Yes, yeah. Very much so. Mm. Very underrated. Yeah. Greatest filmography <laughs> ever. But he was one of those guys. Yeah. He just walked in being that character. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> there you are. Effortless charm, effortless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I I get this guy. I get where this right. guy's coming from. Uh and what's great about it is because he's so effortless with it, you genuinely can't tell, like, okay, is this guy crazy or not? Oh, yeah. Like, what, sure. the, what the fuck is this guy's story? Because situations would lean themselves to be, or, or, or situations would point toward, he's a crook. Yeah. Uh, he does work for the CIA. Uh-huh. He has quit the CIA and has gone rogue. Uh-huh. Or he's none of these things and he's just out of his mind. Yes. And all of those things, how it's written uh-huh. and how it's performed, mm-hmm. could be true. Yeah, all of them are completely reasonable, valid, <laughs> realistic. All right. It's not telegraphed nope. as something I think, I'm not uh-huh. trying to impugn all modern fucking movies. Right. But I feel like these days the urge to have that kind of broadcast yeah. pretty early as to what their true intentions are yes, uh-huh. would be evident. And then they just kind of. Yeah, well, and here's a here's a opportunity for gags. It's because they don't. That there's less trust in the audience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back well, in these days, absolutely. Yeah. Back in the seventies, they. The studios would make movies that they was weren't like, insulting anybody's intelligence. Exactly. Exactly. Not that the in-laws is somehow some smart. Film. No, not at it's all. It's just a different way of approaching exactly an audience. Exactly. Nowadays, it's they'd be like, "Well, will it be clear?" <laughs> exactly, and that reminds me of this um, major fucking pet peeve of mine now with movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, whatever, uh-huh. especially movies, though. Yeah. Um. They have to flash back to a previous conversation, yeah. incident, scenario, what have you. Uh-huh. May, maybe a scene after that original scenario happens, they flash back to it. Yeah. But we just saw it. I don't need a goddamn flashback. Yeah. Do others need that? Do they need it? Well, I think a lot of what the Question problem is, mark? you've got the, the folk way up in charge who order that shit are the I don't want uh, the people you don't want to watch a movie with oh yeah do you remember you know what it's like when you go to the movies and there's someone there with and I do apologize for my patriarchal everything here it's always somebody's girlfriend (laughs) who is asking what happened why is he doing that what's that what who's that what Wait, what? Why is that happening? What's this? Who's that? Why does he have a hockey mask? Is he going to kill that guy? Yeah, that shit. Where it's those people are saying, "Well, it won't be clear." So, we just need to flash back here. We need to put this in so that the, ori- the audience knows. <laughs> the original scene where the two exact same briefcases get switched. Yeah. When we go another scene, uh-huh. we have to show that they got switched. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. to remind the audience, yeah. it's been about three minutes. Uh-huh. They may it may not be clear that those are different briefcases that got switched. Yeah, let's flash back again to that again, uh-huh. like maybe uh, three scenes after that. Mm-hmm. Because it, you dumb. 
What it reminds me of is uh, the guys who wrote the um, the Descendants, the Academy Award-winning mm-hmm. writers, Nate Faxon and Jim Roush, yeah. were talking on the Nerdist about what it was like doing meetings with people from the network. And there was one <laughs> with networks and, and executives that like, yeah, there was one thing we were writing where we were like, well, we're not really sure how to uh, convey this character or let anyone you know, <clears throat> know like who this character is, meaning you know their personality on it. And the executive took a different meaning from it and said, well, why don't you have him drinking out of a coffee cup that has his name on it? <laughs> Holy shit. And it's like... It's the same everywhere. <sighs> oh, my God. What did you just say to me? I've had what the, the f- president of multiple major builders uh-huh. that will remain unnamed. That I have been across the <clears throat> conference room desk from. Yes. Or table. And say, with plans under their hands as they gesture down with their palms, uh-huh. as you can hear. So, what does your plan say about X? And this is what happens. This is great for audio. Mm-hmm. My eyes start right to the, to the plan, plan under their hand. Like, I can't help myself. Uh-huh. The diplomatic response would be, well, uh, in reference to that, let me see that plan. I would then point at it and say, uh-huh. this, da, 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 da. I can't do that. Initially, I get there because I'm a grown fucking person now. Uh-huh. I don't throw tantrums yeah. anymore. But yeah. that first reaction is this, looking down at the plans and wanting to ask, can you read? It was and like, why are you asking me this? There are plans <laughs> that you've had for the past eight years. When I work, when I was at UT, uh, I would do like organization tables in the uh, the West Mall mm-hmm. at the beginning of the semester to get people signed up for the group. This group that I was in, and I'd be sitting there invariably, and somebody you know, multiple times people walk up. Hey, do you know what time it is? And do you know what my response always was? I would look at them, turn and look up at the t- the clock on the tower, and say, "It's eleven thirty. Right. No matter what they say, do you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's this. Is there something else you need me to read for you? Sure. Want me to pick up the newspaper there? Sun's in the east. And read it to you? Yeah. You asshole. You son of a bitch. Yeah, that is the shit that, that it, it's <laughs> sort of everywhere with it, where no matter what, it is. Coffee cup with his name on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, hold on. Here's, here's how we can answer this question. Hold Problem on. Solved. Would an alien really say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but with this. Holy shit. They just laid it out there, let it happen. Oh, wow. And it was all very easy to understand. Okay, quick aside. Yes. In our uh, uh, whatever that race car that. That transform flying car. Oh uh, yeah, 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 what yeah. What it's called? I can't remember. What it's um, called. We had a name, a working title for it, but I can't remember it. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. Every character has uh. a coffee cup with their name on it. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Writing that down. <laughs> Just mm. so we know. Mm-hmm. Like Victory Horizon or something like that. I can't remember. Tomorrow's Wheels. Tomorrow's Wheels. <laughs> But yeah, every character has a coffee cup with their name on it. I I mean every goddamn character. Yeah. Yes. At some point, they drink out of a coffee (laughs) cup with their name on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> a guy in crowd on the coffee cup. <laughs> hey, it's Enrico Palazzo yeah, on it. That's it. It'll have that on there. Yeah. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this movie, though, is is lousy with folks that are in everything. Yes, uh, twelve year old, twelve uh, year old Ed Bigley Junior, uh, David Paymer, yeah, from uh, Crazy People and yeah. City Slickers and all of that stuff. Then uh, there's that the the guy who plays the general who's in. Oh yeah, yeah, Frank from Fletch. Yeah, he's in fucking everything. There we were talking about this before. Uh, the number of folks who are pan ethnic and who they can play. Sure. Mark Margolis from Breaking Bad who plays uh uh Tio Salamanca. Yes, yes. That guy when he talks without that Mexican accent. <laughs> well, we decided we decided when making this movie. Right. Uh, it was a different idea cuz I'm about as New York as you can get. As it's possible for a human being to be. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> James Hong's in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh that Speaking Chinese for most of it. That fantastic. bit was fucking brilliant. Go to the only person on the plane going through the entire safety spiel in Chinese, but you get all of it. Yeah, and then picks up a copy of Ebony magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, there's a uh, Better Homes and Gardens or something. Yeah, he was reading Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah, talking about some fettuccine recipe. Yeah, fe- uh, Szechuan fettuccine Szechuan, of course. Because why not? Why not? Sounds good, actually. Yeah, I like shit. (laughs) Uh, But that is... It's so interesting with those characters like that. Right. uh, So those who don't know, we meet Arkin, who's a dentist. His daughter's getting married. She's meeting the... He's meeting the uh, the in-laws. Falk shows up and is instantly the strangest man in the world. Yes. He's sitting at the... Down in uh, down in Venezuela, in the bush, in the bush we called it. They have tsetse flies. Oh, you size believe, of eagles. Size of eagles. He'd pick up the babies and fly off with them. He'd be standing there, uh, you know. God, God help you. The tsetse flies just floating off. A little brown baby in their beaks. Beaks. The, the flies had beaks, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. right, beaks. And of course, you couldn't. Uh, you couldn't. Couldn't kill them. They were protected under the Guacamole Accord of 1962. Right. Like, God damn. This is the strangest thing. It's so bizarre, but he says it with such... Well, yeah, and then, of course, this happened. Right. The fuck? So he has plates to uh, counterfeit cash with. Uh-huh. Takes them down to the basement well, where he's making a phone call and hides them in his house. They're not even counterfeiting plates. They are fucking like the, genuine yeah, yeah. treasury plates. Right. So yeah, the whole movie begins with his heist where treasury plates are stolen. Falk hides them. All right. Wagoness uh, and zoos. Yeah. Wagoness and zoos and brilliant, brilliant wagoness yeah. and zoos. Uh, what I love about the the counterfeiting plots in movies is how they they tend to leave out like, oh, it's about getting the perfect engraving. Perfect engraving. Like, uh, you, can, you can get the engraving. That's not wildly difficult. What's difficult is the paper. Yeah. The paper is the one that, yeah, no, you're not. It's touched on a little bit in To, to Live and Die in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, fuck, I don't know how we haven't covered that one yet. Yeah, at some that point. That is fan- 
fantastic. It really is. It really is. God but he goes into great detail about the counterfeiting thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this the, the whole thing, brilliant plot, actually. This South American dictator of some wacky country. Yeah. Uh, not a script. Yeah, not his fucking San, <laughs> Santa Banana Poco, Republic, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, wants to destabilize every country's currency by stealing all of these plates. Right. Um, the walk through his art collection (laughs) was so great because it's all these velvet paintings. Yeah. And he paid too much for $25,000 for this one. Really? Velvet tiger. He goes, ah, look at those. It's like you could reach out and touch them. (laughs) The country flag with him next to the topless woman. Is that your wife? No. That's the prostitute. She's in town. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very uh, reminiscent of the drug dealer from *Romancing the Stone*, who uh, Alfonso Curion, yeah. who directed *Like Water for Chocolate*. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> who is also El Guapo? I have your books. I have all your books. <laughs> oh, they were just talking about my little mule. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Ah, uh, but yeah, the they're comedians. They go. They're so funny. <laughs> Get these janky mighty gods! <laughs> Did you say we have a plethora? Yeah. Did you know what a plethora is? <laughs> no. No. How did you know? Oh, God, the so three good. amigos is so fucking classic. You can sew. Huh. <laughs> if only we'd known about this sooner. Yeah. I can sew. So very old one. So like the wind. <laughs> Yeah, it's what's interesting is this is one of those movies where it's like very much in that Marx Brothers tradition, plot is secondary. Where it's like yes. we need It's a solid plot though. Oh yeah, it's a solid plot, but plot is basically MacGuffin in yeah, this yeah, like yeah, sure. what's gonna lead us to the next thing. Yes. You know, it, the it, next it, setup for wackiness. Yeah. The the argument in the diner where they're going on and on about the treason. They're in the middle of committing, essentially. Yeah. And Fogger, I don't get into your business. Go back to your food, everybody. Yes. And, and again, only Falk could really deliver that. But he's sitting there. <laughs> Arkin has that look on his face like, I, I just committed a felony that'll get me 40 years in prison. He's like, you got that split pea soup. That looks fantastic. What you got to do. Put a little saltines in there. Some, they soak up the oil. It makes it much better. You should do that. Sydney. <laughs> Sal. Was it Sydney or? Shelly. 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 Sheldon. Sheldon. Shelly. Come on. Come on, Shelly. It's fucking great, man. It, it's. It's all the little things. Yeah. It's very small, small mm. humor. Yeah. Uh, written in a large Marx Brothers kind of way. Exactly, yeah. And that's what makes it work. Or situations. It's, it's it's yeah, it's 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 small humor with a broad brush. Yeah, there you go. Beautifully pulled off. The number of guys that the, the number of like elements that appear and then you never see again, like the Bluto from Popeye <laughs> and that other guy. You never fucking see them again. Yeah. But they give them moments. Like when he's chasing them and gets to the ground floor of the building and there's an emergency exit and he stops. Well, technically, this is an emergency and blasts <laughs> through. Right. Like, okay, that's, that's, yeah. I like that. Um, 
every little bit in this movie works. Even down to when they give their their kids five million dollars each. Yeah. And then Begley shows up. We've been working together twenty years. Don't even get invited to your jobs. You know, here we pitched in, got you a fifty dollar savings bond. Yeah. Oh thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> the money spent on that wedding too. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it makes me uh Wish I'd become a hurt. fucking dentist. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, the what fucking are you doing? mansion that dude lived. Like, apparently being a a dentist in Manhattan well, is... Uh, <clears throat> having $5 million confiscated from the enemy helps, too. Uh, yeah, but they didn't have that Yeah, well, when they planned the wedding. Well, they, uh, somebody did, because they had the fucking <laughs> Philharmonic there. Yeah, that's true. You can arrange a lot of shit when you... <laughs> Yeah, the $1,000 bills. I love how there was a window. Like There there are things that popped up in movies for a window and then kind of went away. Mm. Like bearer bonds. Oh, yes. We're such a great MacGuffin for so long in movies. And, you know, vast quantities of $1,000 bills. Right. You just don't see those things anymore. No. It's as John Mulaney said, it's like quicksand, you know? Be a bigger problem when I get older. Yeah, that would be a much bigger problem because everything we saw when we were kids, <laughs> fucking quicksand. quicksand. Yeah, it was fucking everywhere. Yeah, quicksand. Be careful on the the four hundred five. It's a bit quicksandy today. <laughs> like the the number of whoa the hey, number of things that once upon were big like you know the banana republics banana republics. They're big in the 70s. Banana Republicans? We have those. Banana, Bernana Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You just don't see that shit anymore. It's always fascinating to me when you look at the trends like, how? How did we decide (laughs) out of fucking blue? Yeah. We just ain't going to do that anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating. Um, Also, shitty BMW. Man, BMWs yeah. were an unattractive car. Still are. Yeah, some of them are nice, but it's just a. They all looked like Volvos and you Audis. Would, you would think that I could pass the asshole test that one uh, must must pass apparently yeah. to drive and own a BMW. Uh-huh. I don't think I would. No, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Are you going to tailgate everybody? No, I wouldn't do that. Mm. Mm. You got to put the keys back, Mr. Campbell. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that. You have to cut more people off <laughs> and then drive 40 in the fast lane. Well, that's to get a license in Austin. Oh. It's required if you and drive. In LA. Yeah. It's required if you drive a Prius. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yes, yeah. it is, apparently. Yes, it is. Yeah, you have to pass somebody, get into the left hand lane, then slow down. Mm. I'm with her and. Visualize world peace, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I can read every bumper sticker very clearly because you're going 40 in the fast lane! Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That is... Coexist. Yeah. (laughs) Just Just drive faster. Drive faster. That's my bumper sticker for you, for everyone. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's a tight little thing, and just the humor of the 70s was so great, you know? It really was. Music was better. Movies were better. Uh Uh-huh. What can I tell you? Yeah. 70s. Exactly. Uh, more <clears throat> risks for being taken? Yeah. It's great. I I never bothered seeing the remake of this movie because... Uh, Nor I. 
Why the fuck would I? No, I don't need to. This one exists. Yeah, Albert Brooks and Michael Douglas. Back before all that's that. That's not bad. Yeah. Hey, I, I as, love As far as those things those things go, casting those yeah. two together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hey, can see that. I got to say I love Michael Douglas even though Catherine Zeta-Jones' filthy vagina gave him cancer. Oh, mm. According to him. Not my. That's his statement. Man. Just, you know. If one were to have to roll the dice. <laughs> this filthy Welsh, Welsh vagina here. I will <laughs> roll. <clears throat> but yeah, this... It, I can't imagine where, why somebody... like This is one of those movies that's good, but nowhere near popular enough to justify we're, we're, we're doing a remake on this one. Like, Really? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Clearly, someone just fell in love with it. Like, well, okay. Well, if you love that, why in the blue fuck is Hopscotch not being remade? Yeah. And it's, mm? it is such a great question. Uh, and I'm glad they're leaving that one alone. So am I. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, if you're in love with this kind of humor as much as you are. The best firing squad. Just Absolutely. A, a fucking, come on. You got to give. Okay. How about I say, what was that? It was a cigarette. <laughs> I don't smoke. <laughs> and I wouldn't want one as I'm about to be executed. Cause God, I would. First, I would like eight of them, please. The first cigarette, when you're not a smoker, and you every once in a while have one, it's it's a hot and gross. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, my spit is hot. Why is... Uh, 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 this is awful. Uh, Why do people choose this? I don't under... What? We don't, but if you're going to be shot to death. Yeah, yeah. Let's have this moment be a Montclair moment. <laughs> Can you find me some Chesterfields? Yes. But yeah, the... To go to Flavor Country. But this, I, I like that it was in-laws, but it totally just involved the dads. Yes. The kids weren't necessary. They weren't an element. They just, eh, it's your dads. The respective wives were pleasant and oblivious. Yeah. And then yeah. gone. And then gone. Because uh, they weren't part of it. No. Because of the patriarchy. Well, mainly. Mainly because of the patriarchy. <laughs> I really should go. <laughs> it's your choice if you want. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so bad. Uh, and what I love is that, that song, uh, we'll be posting something about it. There was some folks who did for a college class a, a, feminized, a feminist version of It's Cold Outside. I will be posting it immediately after the show. <laughs> Here's the thing. No one really needed that because everyone hears that song and goes, this is creepy as fuck. Right. We understand entirely. No, we got it. Thanks. That this song is fucking creepy and gross. Thanks. Got it. Uh, There was, I think it was, was it on South Park where they had Bill Cosby singing It's Cold Outside? (laughs) The show is a duet. No uppers. No downers. Say no. (laughs) Chappelle's. Spanish fly. <laughs> it knocks a woman out. See, here I was thinking, if you an aphrodisiac was something that made a woman want to, not just knocked her out, William. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, Dr. Cosby. <laughs> Put on my sweater. <laughs> I go down to my basement. <laughs> got a lot of popsicles. <laughs> you like popsicles? <laughs> I got a whole freezer full of popsicles. Piggly some bitch. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I call me, call me. I love piggly some bitch. Call me. I uh, 
genuinely this movie though genuinely brought up the idea of just the awkward meeting of in-laws yes that's what we kept thinking about <laughs> so awkward I had like god you know what's weird is the morning after talking to dad you're like I uh <laughs> I had sex up on your daughter in your house last night yeah and now I'm having breakfast across from you. Just looking at you, going, "Hey, pass the salt." Now, do you have some syrup? <laughs> I like the that sweet taste in the morning. <laughs> it's good and sweet, you know. Ah, uh, it's kind of hot. Too. Sometimes I like to dip my sausage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, in these, the sweetness. These pancakes are perfect. They have a firm yet yielding, to, yielding the to the touch texture to them i like to cover them in hot syrup and then just drag this sausage <laughs> through them across them no sir you have to look me directly in the eye as i eat all of these sometimes I just wrap up a bigger sausage in the pancake and eat it all at once you know one bite it's what i like to do it's uh <laughs> It's satisfying. Yeah, it is. Now really you, is. uh... Blort! <laughs> <laughs> Blort! Yes. Uh, man, it's, it's so weird. It is. You it go is. through that shit, it's like, yeah, I am. Luckily, none of the uh, dads I met were CIA Yeah, that agents. is. Otherwise, I'd be dead. So odd. <clears throat> so... So odd. Oh, man. I'm, I, I don't have any other awkward in-law meeting stories because, like I said, there were only a couple of them. Uh, the one woman whose mom I met, it was like, she remember before, and she's like, don't tell my mom that we go drinking. Oh, I was like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and was, that was the one I realized later was uh, like full-blown alcoholic. Oh. The one that while talking to her on the phone once, it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, things are good. Blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly there was a very obviously, you know, to, oh. I think you should come over. Oh. Like, oh. oh. Cream? No, thank you. I take it back. Like my man. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, my my goodness. Don't play with them. Play with, don't play with blasting cats. Play baseball. <laughs> yeah, there's so much weird shit with that that, God damn, I don't know. Well, what was really weird was uh, at camp mm-hmm. where we met Norm, yeah. get in the van, meeting the parents of the girls you were. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, <coughs> even in that two weeks, there was more than one. I just remember a guy making a joke about this girl you know, in front of him, like, oh, the number of nights I spend in this room. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I'm not... You're not going to upset me. I know my daughter. And I just want to look at her and be like, so do I. <laughs> Biblically. So do I. <laughs> and that's what was so weird at those is when you'd meet just the the parents who didn't realize, like, your son or daughter is uh, really uh, just brazen about the, about the fucking... Not even a little bit subtle about it. They're they're just uh, 
down for Pound Town, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Your daughter always down on me in this room. Son of a bitch, yeah. we'll have big fun on the motherfucking, motherfucking bayou. Yeah. It's such an odd thing. And the, actually, there is one thing that was weirder than that. And you might know this, but was when you'd, you'd meet a girl and, and things would go well. And then on the last day, you'd meet their boyfriend. No. Yeah. <laughs> That was always, uh, yeah. Oh my! Oh, hi. I, uh, how you doing? How you doing, dude? Yeah, no, she uh, gotta go. She didn't talk about you all the time. She couldn't. Lord, temple Lord. Oh, oi! Oh, this anyway. is this is. Uh, this is, I don't know where we went. I don't this know. Podcast. Doesn't this matter. Just terrible. It's a free show. Who it's gives a, a shit? It's a free show, exactly. But now the in-laws represents a type of like adult comedy that I miss. Yeah. Where it's not dirty, it's not profane, there's no, nothing not at all. sexual in it. No. It is uh, that's cuz that's what I hate that there is within the film industry this idea that adult means it has to be the hangover or sure. that sort of thing where, which I love. I think it's fantastic. Well, it's fine. But adult doesn't mean you know, fucking showtime after dark. It doesn't mean profanity. That's it doesn't all mean nudity. It means. Yeah. That's all. There is some of that that it can mean. Sure. There's a lot of that that it means. But adult can just mean, oh, okay, this is this is smart. There are a, a stained glass of possibilities. Yeah. Not just one clear piece of glass. Yes. Yeah. It's like, this is going to have these profanities. Right. It's going to have boobs. Right. And uh, a lot of talk about boning. Right. That's what adults like, right? Yes, it is. Sure. Uh, well, if it makes enough money, it doesn't matter. Whatever exactly. they did, they were like, yeah. oh, do that again. Yeah, just make that. You can make that, right? And if the in-laws had made a shit ton of money, yeah. they would have said, do that again. Mm-hmm. And again and again and again and yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's just with the big releases, it's all become, no, you're not doing it. I, they, they turn down movies because they're not big budget enough. <laughs> yeah. This wouldn't get made. This would have to have been shopped out to, you know, the Fox Searchlight, or you know, oh yeah, yeah. one of the one of the IFC, yeah, one of the indie shingles connected to something here, right? Because this this is not an expensive movie at all. The only parts that not would really. have been expensive would have been filming in the streets of New, New York, York yeah. but even then, that wouldn't not have been seventies. No, not in the seventies. <laughs> it would not have been prohibitive, right? The way that it would be today, and also, it's not like they're you know, I am Legend clearing the fucking place out, right? I just it's it's funny because I look up at uh, the new edition up there, uh, the the unicorn, and I'm like, Blade Runner would not get made today, you know. No, the number of movies that we just wouldn't get because, well, no, it's not, you know. Well, Blade Runner, how bad's that sequel going to be? Oh, I'm calling it now. These are sequels that are better ideas. <sighs> yeah. They're fun things to talk about whilst having drinks. Exactly. The no- Highlander 2 is a fun idea yeah. to talk about. Like, well, hey, wouldn't that be great? It's like the shit that people throw out that, like you said, as an idea sounds great, conceptually cool, but really think about the Han Solo movie. I don't want to think about that. Because people say, oh, no, Han Solo is great. We love Han Solo. And I say, yes, oh. you do. You love Harrison Ford as Han, as Han Solo. And now some guy who, uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. That's me typing. 
is not Harrison Ford <laughs> right. will be playing this part. Yeah. How much of that goodwill is going to transfer over to this new feller? I, I will argue not much because how could it? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know how. It's like the uh, idea of rebooting Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's a fun idea. It is. It's a, Hilariously it's a, fun idea. Adorable thought. Don't do that. Yeah. Because uh, come up with something new. It's sort of do like. something else. Yeah, it's like the people like, there should, we should have a female James Bond. Yeah. Or maybe make a decent Modesty Blaze movie. Yeah. You know? There is an existing female character that has never had a shot at a real movie. Do that. No. No, it has to be this. Cool. Well, then get ready to be fucking raked over the coals because, you know, yeah. Just prepare for it to not be as successful as you hoped it would be. Yeah, because that's all. what happens. And then when it's not as successful, you can turn around and blame whatever other reason in society rather than the fact yeah. that this is not a good story. Yeah. Or because you put yourself in a position where no matter what you did, it was immediately going to be held up against an enormously harsh criticism because you would be viewed as altering something for the sake of altering it, uh, and it wouldn't play as genuine. Rather than taking the easier route of doing something completely original, you decided to jump over a hurdle that you put in front of yourself. Yeah, create something new, because... You know, when the James Bond movies started... They were new. They were new. <clears throat> Nobody knew what to expect. They almost cast Hoagie Carmichael. Right. Um, it's yeah. it, it was a gamble. And that that's a thing people need to remember in looking at most of this stuff is movies are not... They're not created whole hog you know especially when you've got a series they're not created fully formed it takes ages to build them into something i just don't even know anymore man who knows yeah i mean, it could be great i don't know could be great could be it. garbage but it's no it's not going to be i move i miss movies like this you know yeah whoa no yep good show yeah oh <laughs> uh, shit uh, <laughs> bring it in come on Fuck these people! Fuck these people! I keep missing yes. them. Yes. Um, I don't know, it, it's just weird because it's there. These movies are there, but it's just now everything is being lost in the unending video store that is streaming movies. Mm. And because the posters that are used for all of these are all so boring and so very much the same. Mm-hmm. There's not even something that tempts you or gives you a, oh, that could be interesting, because they are all a blonde guy, blonde girl, smiling, looking off screen. Right. You know, some weird Photoshop hodgepodge of stuff. You know, give us some of that badass old school shit that you'd look at in the video in the store and be like, what in the name of hell? Right. That man is hanging off of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I'll it says the a, adventure begins. I will give this a try, right. you know, but we don't do that. Everything is boring. Cool names are stripped down so that they're all just forgettable crap. And eh. and I get it. That's the way these things go, but. Uh, doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. It just makes it dull. That's makes it dull. And I think uh, that old man bitching about the weather 
and you get off my lawn. Yeah, how dare you, you son of a bitch. Ugh, man. Yeah, it is uh, wildly, wildly frustrating. But this is this solid movie. I am so glad that we have reached it, the chimes at midnight because, damn, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Double damn. Yeah, for those who don't know, next week is spine number 830, Orson Welles is his chimes at midnight. I'm actually going to look some shit up on this because this is... I haven't been Very doing the research. Need to do some research on these things. Uh, it is... Like an uh, an original Shakespeare, sort of. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's a takeoff. Yeah, he's well. It, it's based spin off. Yeah, it's a spin off that bases a lot off of like four different plays, mm-hmm. uh, following the character of Sir John Falstaff. Right. Uh, which is what I love is that Eddie Izzard points out, other than Shaggy and Scooby, is the only character in literature who's considered you know somewhat of a hero or you know protagonist or a po- who is defined by their cowardice yeah which is is fascinating uh he is also a character i think there's been like iterations of him where even within the shakespearean canon where he's not falstaff where it's a different name but it's the same character mm, yeah uh, is falstaff in henry the fifth I think so. Okay, good. Yeah, actually, no. I believe he is, and I think it was it was either Robbie Coltrane or Stephen Fry played him in the in the Kenneth Branagh version. Uh, well, we'll look it up. We'll know for sure. We'll know more about these things. Uh, we'll yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna dive into this mofa by the end of but when all when all is done and all is said. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So see you then. See you next week with some Shakespearean wells. Bye bye. <laughs>